This is episode 12 of the Success Smoothie Podcast with Agabos Abuyi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This, of course, is the Success Smoothie Podcast, and I am your host, Ifoma in King Bimuda Yia. I am a HR professional, author, and personal development thought leader who loves teaching and is dedicated to helping you make the most of where you are on the way to becoming more successful in your life, or vocation, and calling. The Success Smoothie Podcast is a weekly podcast where I feed you healthy servings of actionable insights to help you become better, wiser, and wealthier. From time to time on the show, I also interview brilliant guests, and on each interview, I relentlessly probe guests to uncover the mindset, the habits, the tools, the resources that they've used to achieve their own measure of success, so you, the listener, or the successful scholar, can apply those same lessons to improve your life. You can find full archive on any episode on ifomaeng.com. That's I-F-E-O-M-A-N-G.com. If you're listening to this, I would absolutely love to hear from you. So do leave me a comment here or tag me on Twitter or Instagram. My handles are at ifoma underscore kim. That's I-F-E-O-M-A underscore N-K-E-M on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to use the hashtag, hashtag success smoothie podcast success smoothie podcast so on today's episode we're going to be talking about how to build a profitable business as a personal chef in nigeria how to build a profitable business as a personal chef in nigeria and to provide us with the answers we need to give us the insights that we're looking for we have today our very third guest our very third guest on the Success Movie Podcast, or like I love to see it, our unique flavor of the week. <laughs> yeah, so today's guest on the Success Movie Podcast is a graduate of physics and electronics technology turned professional chef who has been trained in food safety, basic culinary, and hospitality. He is the founder of Supin's Foods, a food catering business focused on providing made-to-order tasty Nigerian soups for people craving epic accompaniments for their swallow, if you, yeah, and, but don't have the time to prepare them. He is also the founder of Chow Country, another food catering business focused on providing all kinds of finger-licking finger foods, some of which are commonly known in Nigeria as small chops for any occasion. In 2018, he came in second place at the next African Chef competition. From his work over the past four years as a professional chef, he's garnered a wealth of experience in navigating the food catering business, in navigating the food catering industry in Nigeria, as well as meal planning, event catering, and menu development for businesses. Without much ado, ladies and gentlemen, or Success Smoothie scholars, Please, let's make welcome our third guest and unique flavor of the week, Chef Agabus Abuye. <laughs> yeah, Chef Agabus, is so nice to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm fine. Oh, I'm doing good. You told me you recently moved to Lagos. What did it mean like in Lagos? Moving from Botafogo to Lagos. 
yeah, it's it's fun, it's amazing. It's busy, uh, I'm crowded. What is another question about Lagos? Yeah, Lagos, Lagos is fun. I, I think the, the whole stuff here is about work, 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 work. So you need to be wise to create the uh, work life and create balance between work and 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 yourself. To have time for yourself also. Mm-hmm. Because you just work yourself out all all week and you have time to rest. Okay, okay. So thank you once again for being on the show. So today, today I have several questions, but like I told you, um, the show is divided into two sections. So there's the first section where I ask you all the questions related to the topic, and then the second section is the fireside chat section where I ask you a few questions, um, personal, generic questions, just stuff that will let us get to know you better and learn from you that because I'm asking about cooking and culinary and being a chef in Nigeria, you may not be able to tell us, okay? So my very first question is, please tell us about how your journey into becoming a chef and culinary connoisseur started. How did you get on this journey of becoming a chef in Nigeria? All right. Well, actually, I stumbled into it. Yeah, because um, growing up, uh, my sister was was the kitchen, yeah. Okay. So, um, so she had all this stuff going on in the house back then, and all this stuff. So she she brings cakes, she cooks food and rice. So when she got married, I started staying with her. So I was practically uh, with her when she when she does all that stuff. Oh, yeah. She asked me then. If I was going to do that line, I would have said no. Mm-hmm. I would have straight in the eyes said no. I'm not because I wasn't enjoying. I wasn't having fun when I was doing that. With her. Um, that's because of the pressure, the amount of energy we put into making the stuff. Well, and I think it turned when when I went to school. Um, we had this long strike that particular year. I think I was in year three, three hundred level. Okay. Um, 300 level in school. We had this six month strike then in school. And, um, and in my church then they were having this, um, Bible school. They just used the opportunity to do Bible school for the students there. Yeah. So I, was, I was at home and he just told me, yeah, you could cook for these people. I've not done any public cooking before, yeah? Okay. And then I've not been trained though. So <laughs> I was just like, for these people, right? So I went to my pastor and told him, if I could say why, why not? And I did it. It was a two weeks training. And the response I got was amazing, right? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. Like, did you oh, train the people or you cook for, you serve, you cook I and for them? Like, yeah, yeah, during your breaks, you oh, come okay. and eat. So. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So that was how the whole journey started. So they were really excited that like a guy could cook this yeah. like the normal meal, you know, just normal jollof rice and you know, um, coleslaw like this with this, this. So, but you now graduated from there. Anybody wanted to bed days, would call me to come and cook for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my church then. Okay. When you want to do any events, call me to cook again. So uh, I saw okay, there's something here. Um, with that, I started, I started attaching myself to caterers for events okay. to really learn 
business of the whole stuff. Then I advised that guy, I got trained at the school and we started running the business. You started running the business. But you told me this funny story one time mm-hmm. of of not having money in school. I'm like, ah, I can make money for school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was okay. That was uh, really the result of me going to see my pastor, right? But mm-hmm. I was told that period. So, yeah. <laughs> And I was thinking of ways to get money, okay. and that, that was that was what came up. Okay. And I just okay, I did it for the money per se for the first time, yeah. Yeah. Like so, that was that was how it all began. That's how it all began. So how has it evolved? Like okay, so it began from there. So what has the process been like till date? Since that time when you started and then till now. All right. Um, my my story is quite different because I practically learned on the job, learned on the job. Okay. Before I got really trained, I practically learned on the job. I started off by doing those and that in school, and I figured out um, to really get to where I need to get to, the students are not really my clients. Okay. So I have to now define who and who uh, I want to serve. Yeah. I want to keep that too. And I I had to now zero out students from my... I, I didn't pay attention to them no more. What? So That's I, not I, fair. All the students... No. To do both. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to... Because the kind of money I was looking for at then, they were not able to... I, I think we started from there, but... I needed to scale up. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Don't mind me. <laughs> I needed to scale up. So one way to do that was um, doing vision thing, cooking for people, uh, cooking for soups to bowls, families, okay. especially women. Yeah. So that was my target. I started making friends with women, lots of women. I had to come back to town. There's some some in my church. I had made friends with them told them things I could do and the rest. So I started trying them out. Okay. And, yeah, when I did for one, you refer me to other, to another, another, like that, like that, like that. So that's how I started expanding. Then, um, I wanted to go into the, um, uh, event kitchen part. Yeah. Which, which really is the cash, cash cow for, mm-hmm. for the business. Okay. Yeah. So I, I still started talking to friends, to families, and the rest. These social media posts, I, I, I was in some groups and put it out for people to know. And yeah, it started from one event, one wedding to another, one child naming ceremony to another, and the rest of them. And it, it got to a time where I needed to really, really, really uh, carve a niche for, for myself as a chef and for the business. Right? Okay. Yeah, so we started out different stuff for the business. Started the chops, premium chops, and then small chops, different kind of small chops really that are really not familiar to people. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did all that. We started doing... We did tra- we did training. I think just the one training for for small shops and it was amazing. It turned out the response was cool. Um, 
And for me personally, I, I started to branch out to learn other stuff, uh, other things, other strengths, you know, paying attention to, okay. like many engineering, um, meal plan, and somewhat other stuff. So I took out time to learn all that. All that. Country, that yeah. So that I could still match up to any other, actually, I can still be at par with any other chef. And that, that has been amazing. Okay. You know, the reason why I asked about how you evolved is, I'm help, I want, I'm hoping that somebody who has a passion for cooking and probably isn't even trained can listen to your story and see the opportunity. And see the thought, and even see and care from you, and see the thought process that got you from starting out learning on the job to realizing that you know what I want to make, I want to go professional. So what do I have to do differently? You started to think about okay, I the kind of money I want to make, I need to get the trading, I need to get the network, I need to think of my customers. And then you started networking with the women you wanted to be cooking for, and then you started you started going after the training and all of that. So that's why I asked that. It will help an aspiring chef to see that even though I'm in Nigeria, it may look like chefs aren't as recognized, which you guys are beginning to be recognized more and more in the country, but there's still some yeah. people who turn, yeah, roll their eyes at their child if the child should say, I want to be a chef. They're like, eh, it will help. I'm sure somebody who's an aspiring chef will hear your story and be like, okay, so this is how I think about evolving from just cooking for my friends and my neighbors to evolving into becoming a professional chef. Okay, so my second question is yeah. what are the opportunities that exist in the food industry for people who are passionate about cooking and serving awesome meals? So what are the opportunities that are available? The opportunities are enormous. There are so much that me thinking about it sometimes my head wants to explode, you know. <laughs> Because okay, if if you want to talk about food, you have, you have to tie it with the hospitality and tourism industry, right? Yeah. So it's quite bad. So cooking of culinary yeah. is just one part of that. Yes. Yeah. So there, there are loads. You could be a food blogger. You yes. could be a chef. You could be a research chef. You could be. You could do um. Consulting that have to learn the job and know what it really is to be a chef instructor. You could, uh, if you want to also run a business, you can still open just a, a small a school. school. Uh, what, what, is it okay? Open a culinary school. Yeah, a culinary school. That that takes a lot though, but the, the, the opportunities are much. You could be, you could be a chef in in hotels, restaurants. And it could be personal chef, yeah. could be celebrity chef, personal chef to celebrities. So the opportunities are enormous. Like last last week Friday, I was yeah. talking with a chef friend of mine. We're talking of other parts of the farming parts in, in the industry. There's something specific stuff that chefs really really use here in Lagos, and we we thought that they're really really scarce, and getting them is down now. So we're looking at if we could find them here okay. and make it available for people here and yes. for easy reach and access. So that's a whole lot, right? Yes. They're not having another niche for still in the industry yes. and all that. So the yes. opportunities are much. Yeah. Okay. Especially as a chef, 
you know what ingredients um, you need, and then you're trying to solve the problem of making it easier for fellow chefs, I see, to get certain ingredients closer to them. Yeah. And, and it should cost less, because I can think that because it's coming from far away, the cost of transmission will make it more expensive. But if they can get it close by, it should be cheaper and yeah. more, affordi- more affordable. Not pro- not Maybe not cheap, but more affordable. Okay. So you said something about being a celebrity chef. Like, I see it and I'm like, how does somebody go from cooking in their house to becoming a celebrity chef? Like, doesn't that mean I have to be friends with a celebrity first or what? <laughs> All right. Okay. That's, being a celebrity chef also is, um, it's cool. And remember, you have to put in mind this about the show also, you know? Mm-hmm. But you have to be known for something, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be known for something. Like there are different chefs, there are pastry chefs, there are cookery chefs, there are chefs that does only pasta, there are uh, roasteries, there does only roasting. So there are different kinds of. So you have to be known for something. You have to have so a niche. You have to, uh, yes, have a niche mm-hmm. if you want to. Doing burger, like the burger king, you want to do burger, specialize in burger. Yeah. There's a chef, it's a little chef that specializes in sandwich, any kind of sandwich you want, you know. Yeah. He has a way around it, he's the authority in that niche, right? Yeah. So you could put up shows for that, right? Mm-hmm. You could put up shows, cooking competition, and the rest. But it's, you should have to know that it's about. Show is not like a show business for you now, right? Mm-hmm. So you basically have to know your onion in and out. Yeah. To get a celebrity yeah. chef. Or to be private chef to celebrities is different. It has oh, to be okay. in front of the camera. Oh, so they're not, yeah. they're not the same thing. The celebrity chef is different from the private chef to celebrities. Yeah, you, from the celebrity chef, you could transit to that part, right? Mm-hmm. So the transition from from behind like behind the camera or camera right you're not in front of the camera to be the small chef to celebrity is still possible, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be in front of the camera, you just do your job and make sure they are fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So number three question, my third question is, how does a person become a personal chef? So I'm thinking, because a lot of what I, the questions I'm asking, I'm, I have in my mind young people or even especially young people who have a passion for cooking. And because our system in Nigeria, it's not likely that somebody goes through school all the while thinking they want to become a chef. It's not, they're not many people like that in our country. Not many people go to school thinking I want to be a chef. It's usually now that they start, we're beginning to see a lot more chefs and we're thinking, okay, I have a passion for cooking. And so somebody may have a question like, I have a passion for cooking. I probably read physics like you. So how do I now become a personal chef so I can make money for my passion? How does a person become a personal chef in Nigeria? First off, you need to know how to cook. (laughs) (laughs) So, because being a personal chef requires you um, more than, it requires you cooking and it requires more than that. Now you're interacting 
with family, right? Yeah. So the 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 what the family eats is being produced by you. So it requires a whole lot of attention. Yes. And yeah, so um, you have to know how to cook, and secondly, you have to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know how to let make create new stuff for them. Right. Mm-hmm. So they might ask you, "What are what are you eating today?" You have to give them something new, <laughs> something new but not strange, right? Hmm. New but not strange. Yeah, something new. Even if it's strange, you have to walk them through the process. Like, okay, this is how to turn out. Yeah. Something new. Just okay, let's try it. Yeah. You have to be quick and continuous. Okay. Because they will call you. Yeah, I mean, I want. I used to make this and you have to make it you can't say hey I did not learn that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you can't tell them I don't know how so you have to really know how to do all that so you have um, yeah that's basically the communication skills how to interact with people because you have children you don't want to be a bad influence on them right yeah so you can't hold to be a personal chef, character, mm-hmm. personal hygiene, all that. But basically, it's about food, right? So yeah. you need to know your, you know how to cook and be creative. Okay. Know how to do your plan. Know how to construct menu, do a market list, all that. Yeah. Yeah, and from from yeah. what you're saying, I'm already hearing that it will take. It will take good formal training to be able to learn some of these skills because the more money a family is paying you to do this for them, the more they expect you to be really professional about it. And so I can already see how that somebody who had professional training will approach it differently from somebody who just learned on the job and is winging to So it brings me to one question, which is what culinary schools would you recommend? Like... Somebody, maybe somebody is doing, is a core member right now and they're thinking, I want to be a chef and I want to be trained, but I don't, I don't have enough money to come out of the country. Where can I do it in Nigeria? Like, what, what? Oh my God. Eh, uh, my mention and they will not pay me for this, so. <laughs> no, I'm asking because there are people who need that information, they don't know. Uh, it's, it's okay, it's okay, alright. Uh, I'll love to help with that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> in, I think in different cities, there are different schools, yeah? yeah. Like, in Port Harcourt, there, there is CMK Culinary. I didn't hear you that. There's CMK, CMK Culinary School. CMK? Yes. Okay. Celebrity Mobile Kitchen, yes. Culinary mm-hmm. School. They're on, they're on, um, so this is the Umuwa, that's all shell, shell area, I don't know, yeah. So there's, um, there's Food Perfect. Food Perfect. There's Food Perfect, yeah. Okay. Very nice. I think those are the same. In Then in Lagos, the Lagos, there is Culinary Academy. Okay, Culinary there's, Academy. There's, yeah, there's still CMK here in Lagos, too. Oh. There is, a. Uh, there's um red dish chronicle. I didn't hear that. And the uh, red red dish chronicle. Red dish chronicle. Chronicles. I would chronicle. Say. Okay. Chronicle. Yeah. 
And there is Eagles Culinary Place. Eagles Culinary yeah, Place. Yes, Eagles Culinary Place. So Eagles. Eagles one. Yes. Okay. 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 So those are the ones that you recommend that somebody who's serious yeah. about being a personal chef in Nigeria should look out for in Lagos and Port Harcourt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's one in Abuja too. Then Regis Chronicles. I'll so I'll strongly recommend Regis Chronicles and Culinary Academy. So. Oh, okay. So Culinary Academy and Regis Chronicles, both in Lagos yeah. and um, Abuja. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's that's very valuable information. Okay. So my next question is: What advice would you give budding or new chefs as regards how to carve a niche for themselves? And getting steady clients. What advice? Okay. Um, uh, it's first. It all boils down to what they want. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just make a general, a general advice, right? Yeah. Find, find what you want, then um, leverage. What I mean is. Um, it depends. If you want to run a business, it's a different ballgame. Or if you want to work for someone, right? Yeah. Working for someone means being chef in in hotels or restaurants. And mind you, you have to, in doing that, you have to climb through the rank. Maybe to start from becoming chef to a head chef and the rest of them. Okay. So, um, if you want to do a freelance, like run a business, yeah. I think you should leverage leverage on social media by putting yourself out there. Yeah. And whatever you are whatever you're putting out on social media has to be creative. Someone has to see it and be wowed by it. Yeah. Yeah. There are lots of person that's not tasted my food but they if you hear the way they talk about <laughs> my food. So so it's social media, right? Yeah. So leverage on relationships, friends, family, colleagues, whoever, to leverage on them. Because those people are basically people that will need to support you at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. They won't, they won't, most of them won't be there for long, but they'll just support you. They will just want to buy from you first of all. But your products and services has to be good, right? Yeah. So what you want, then leverage on this tool. Social media and friends and family you already have. Family, yeah, you already have. Yeah. yeah, you know when you said when you said um food blog being a food blog as one of the opportunities that are available to somebody who is interested, who has a passion for cooking or wants yeah. to be known as a chef, it makes yeah. sense. Like it's what you, it's a very good way to sell yourself. You're doing what you're doing, but you're talking about it. You're showing us interesting pictures. And it helps to just get that attention that will get you the people that will pay for the product or ask you, oh, will you be willing to come and cook for my family and become a personal chef? Those kinds of things. Right. I, I think um, food blog tool is good. You can use that to leverage. But the food blog, the way it is right now, mm-hmm. it's not like it's the way it was. The way it was. How? So if you're using food blog, it just uses more like your akahe. Or reference on Facebook and refer, you can refer people to, right? Yeah. 
just like your social media and the rest. So I, I think those tools, you need to use them, like your social, me- your social media, your blog, whatever, should be used as your reference, your resume, your CV, whatever you want to name it as. Mm-hmm. Your blog is more, more, more concise, more, you could explain further with blogs, you have more content with blogs, you have videos of how to do stuff, you can create YouTube channel if you want to do all that. Yeah. Yes, all that to all these things are tools you need to arm yourself with to, yeah, to really tell people, okay, this is who I am, this is what I do, if you're in doubt, you can go check all these places to really see what I'm doing. Okay. So my sixth question. In your opinion, what would be best for a young chef or a person just starting off their career as a personal chef? Focus on finding a more experienced chef to work under for some time or focus on building your brand and business on your own. So which would you say, which would you advise For um for a young chef or a person who's just thinking or just starting out in the business. Okay, now it still now boils down to how far you want to go. Okay. Yeah. If you go through a culinary school, a proper culinary school, right? They will teach you everything they need to teach you about food, about running a business and the rest of them. Yeah. And also on what you want for yourself. Right? Yeah. You can decide to say, okay, let me take out one year to to learn under this person. But I will subscribe to that part, that one. Take out time. It could be six months, eight months, one year, two years. Then if you want your business in the long term. Yes. Yes. I, I think I, I have to learn that somehow. When I was doing my training, yeah. Yeah. I knew I was going to run a business. So apart from apart from the um, stuff we do in the kitchen, yeah, I still volunteered to do some office 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 work because I saw I saw documents, receipts, and all that stuck in in uh HR's office, accountant's office. So in my head, I was like, "Is this what we're doing in this kitchen that's generating all this?" <laughs> <laughs> So I, I knew what I wanted, so I had to go around. I had to start learning all those stuff. Yeah. Right? So I I had to do all the other food I was training with just learning how to cook, right? Yeah. They were cool with it. But me, I needed to learn all those yeah. um, documentation and the rest of them. Yeah. So it's really important that you learn on the salmon. Maybe after your training, to still learn, go for. That's like each, every culinary school, what they do now is after you train you, they send you for internship, maybe in a hotel, hotel or restaurant, right? Okay. That you get this knowledge. Okay. Like you are serving people now, you are in the job, mm-hmm. right? So if you decide to, if you want to branch out to start your business, you already know what, what it is to start, yeah. right? Yeah, makes a lot of sense. It does. Okay, so my final question in this section of the interview is, as a professional chef, how do you um, create a work-life balance when your work is dependent on your client's availability and yours? How do you create that work-life balance? You already said something about being in Lagos and that if you're not careful, you just come to work. 
yeah, at, at the beginning, at the beginning, if you're if you're running a business, you should know that 24 hours you are in business. Right? <laughs> that is the truth. 24 hours you are in business, especially if you want to, if you're running a restaurant, mm-hmm. or you're running a full kitchen services company that has to attend to people. You just know 24 hours you are in business. But that's when you're starting out, right? Yeah. And when you're starting out, it doesn't come that often, right? Mm-hmm. The job doesn't come every day. It come once a week, come two times a week, come four times a week. There'll be a time two weeks you're working. Yeah. You understand? So that's, that's a way of telling you that, okay, when I'm working, I'm working. When I'm not working, I'm taking that time off to rest. Yeah. There was sometimes, there was sometimes in the heat of work like that, I just tell myself, ah, no, 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 if you do this again tomorrow, I'm going to break down. So I just run away. cinema <laughs> or something, just, or just stay at home, cool off, right? Yeah. If you, if you, if you, if you break down, work will still go on. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Break down, work will still go on. Life yeah, yeah. Go, your customers will go for someone else. Someone else. So you just have one life to live. But at the beginning, at the beginning, you, you always find time to rest. So if if you are if you are working for a business, a company that's a chef, a, a restaurant, a hotel, yeah, they have shift. So if you use your shift for yeah. Zero. But, but most chefs, they don't. Maybe because how they are paid. They use their shift to still do other private businesses. So, okay. Yeah, so you should just see how we can balance that. Okay, okay. So the main thing is when you have the time to rest, take it. When you're take working it. and you realize that you need that time, take it. Don't take you it, overwork yeah. by yourself because if you break down, your customers will still go and get someone else to do the work. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I mean. That's what I thought it was. Like, when you have the time, take it. When you're working and you're beginning to feel like I need to, then you need to. Don't overwork yourself. Because if you do, hmm, your customers, they are hungry. They will still get someone. So just mindful of that. Okay. So thank you so much. Like, I've I've got a lot of value. And I'm sure everybody who's listening to this, that is interested in becoming a personal chef or especially yes, that's interested in becoming a personal chef, they will get a lot of value, especially those living in Nigeria. You know, because like I said before, we're not not enough not many parents will encourage a child that says, Mommy, I want to be a chef like, uh not many <laughs> not many parents. So but there there are a growing number of young people who are beginning to see that they can really make money from the things that they're passionate about and some of us are interested in cooking. So I yeah, think right. that the value you provided will really help them to see the opportunity clearer and better and you've given them actually good points that they can use and act upon. So thanks, thanks, thanks. Okay, so I just oh. want to take a short break and then when we come back, we'll go straight to the biotech task. We'll ask you a few generic, nice questions that will tell us a little bit about yourself <laughs> and give you an opportunity right. to, to tell us stuff and Give us value that you couldn't quite give us because we're talking about culinary and cooking and all those kind of things. So don't go nowhere. Okay. Okay. All right.
also not going anywhere. They ask my daily form and this is the first movie podcast. Your weekly serve, where I give you a weekly service of actionable insights that help you become better, wiser, and wealthier. And today on the show, we have Chef Agabo Seboye, and he's been giving us all the value that we need in terms of becoming becoming a professional chef in Nigeria. Okay, so now, this section is the fireside chat question, and Chef Agabo's my first question, my very first question is, What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, and why do you do it? All right. Um, what this question is, it 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 changes when because when we grow up, when we grow, we find out okay, we just uh, we just adapt to new stuff that will really balance ourselves. Mm-hmm. Ever since I came here, I think I had to change my routine, right? Okay. See, my new my new routine now is um when I wake up I, I just sit still for some minutes, make sure okay, I think okay, what is what what is it? Is today Tuesday Wednesday? Okay, Wednesday, alright. <laughs> then um what very important for me, I, I I pray, yeah. I study. Study that morning. I study fifteen verses of the Bible, I pray. Very important to me. Mm-hmm. Then um I do. I, I started learning how to do push-ups. Yeah. I didn't hear you. Yes, I started. I started doing the push-up thing. Push-ups. Okay. Yes, yeah, push-ups. So. Why? Why push-ups? Why not planks or jumping jacks or something? Um. Let's start from that first. is when was the last time you felt you failed and what did you do to overcome that feeling of that feeling of failure? So many, so many times, man. (laughs) All right. So um, there were times where I I, I talked to myself and asked, yeah, why? Why you why you why are you doing this right? Why why are you doing all this stuff? You could do something else. Yes. Why did you choose, why did you choose this part? Especially uh, when um, I had to uh, after school, I said this was what I was going to do. Too. Thought I was crazy. I, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, I thought I was crazy, and that period I wasn't really getting what I wanted. I thought I'm sealed. Yeah. Yeah. So what 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 got me up was um try to ask myself the question, why are you doing this for you do why did you start in the first place? Okay. And my answer to that got me back up to my on my feet and said, Okay, is this the reason why and you're willing to go the whole nine, ten years or twelve years or hundred years yeah. and really, really sacrifice this whole stuff to this why not? You have no excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when you felt you failed, one thing that got you back on track was asking yourself, why did you start this in the first place? Why? Yes. Why? And as long as you're clear about why you started and and your decision hasn't changed, 
then as in change. You uh, just keep at it and keep going. Yes. Okay. Okay. So my final my final question for the five that is what one advice has changed your life? One advice. <laughs> There are many. Okay, one that it was way back in some ten, nine, ten, eleven years ago. Okay. I was still young. I was still young, and um, still young. Yeah, I was. I was still young. I was still teenager. I was in this student church. My pastor's wife came in one day, and I made this statement that stuck with me or still small, like um, you know, like. You you are not in a rehearsal, like your life lies in rehearsal. Your life has started already, so you are not doing try and error to know which one works, which one doesn't work. You are not in a rehearsal, so your life has started. Be you have to be intentional. You have to whatever you do you have to be intentional. You have yeah. to why you're doing those stuff. Yeah. So like doing music, you could do rehearsal, make mistakes, edit, and come back to the yeah. Just have one life. <laughs> that was one. And secondly, recently, he, he is kind of, I call him my father, so, like, mm-hmm. over some three years old. Come to visit him some months ago, and then um, we were talking. He looked at me straight in the eye, sternly, and like, as I was, um, do you think anybody's better than you? I was, I was in the six. I didn't want to answer yes or no. <laughs> if I answer yes, I know I would be in trouble. If I said no, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. So I, I kept quiet. He shouted at me like, I saw me. I like, no, 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 say yes. That's it. That we all created differently. That we all created differently. So don't ever think that anybody's better than you. You're just a guy. You're just better the way you are, and you can be the best version of yourself when you start looking at what you have and working with it. So that has saved me. Yeah, that's saved me for a long time to this day. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on the show today with us. Thank you for all the value. Thank you for the time, like you and I know. We forgot to do this, but thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. So there you have it, scholars. I trust you got a ton of value from today's guest, Chef Agabos Eboye, as he shared with us his thoughts about how to build a profitable business as a personal chef in Nigeria. If you've got any questions, simply leave them in the comments or visit my website, ifomindu.com, find this article or find this podcast episode and then you can leave a comment under it and I'll get Chef Agabus's attention to give you an answer as soon as possible. Also, if you've got value from this episode, and I trust you did, I want you to share with me your one key takeaway from today's interview. Are you a personal chef or are you a catering professional and what did you get out of today's episode? What one takeaway did you get and how are you going to be applying it to your business? If you're an aspiring chef, what was your one key takeaway and how are you going to be acting on it in coming days or weeks? Yes, so that's what I want to hear from you. 
how, what your one key takeaway was and how you're going to be using it. Finally, please don't forget to share this episode with your friends, all of those friends who love to cook and they haven't started their businesses or not sure whether or not they start their businesses or have their kitchen businesses and they're struggling or are wondering if they can be a personal chef and if it's going to be profitable. You know, all those people in your life, your friends, your family, your neighbors, yeah, all of them, please do share this episode with them. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle on Instagram and Twitter is ifama underscore nkem. That's I-F-U-M-A underscore N-K-E-M. So on that note, Success Smoothie Scholar, I will be signing out. But before I leave, I of course will remind you that success comes from making the most of where you are on the way to where you're going. So until next week, when I bring you another serving of actionable insights to help you become better, wiser, and wealthier, don't forget to make the most of the opportunities that come your way because that's how you get prepared for those that lie ahead. Cheers. Bye-bye.